You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Let me just encourage you around this new theme. I love uh, this series on prayer. How many of you guys enjoying that, leaning in? And um, I want to encourage you, obviously, when we're each a part of our different campuses, we get to glean on those weekly intakes. But you know what? We have this whole app called Awaken Church app, and there are so many great messages across all of our campuses. And especially, I want to encourage you, make sure you're dialing in on messages from Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, Pastor Matt Michaela. You're just getting the, that fresh intake so we can all lean into what is God doing and what is God saying right now across the breadth of our campuses. I was just, just listening to Pastor Jurgen's um, one of his latest ones, Unsilencing the Lambs, which is so good. And I was getting on the way back from the river, as which you can see, I uh, don't know how to use sunscreen. So uh, it's a new concept for me. And uh, someday I'm hoping to pick up on it. But um, at this stage, obviously, I don't I don't know what to do. Um, but I love, I love having fun. I love taking my family and enjoying life. I hope you guys are planning some fun for tomorrow. If you have the day off, relax a little bit, hit the beach with the other million people, and uh, it'll be good. It's going to be a good time. But as, as I lead into today's um, you know, moments here around this, this topic of prayer, I love it. I want to just encourage you, if at this stage you're not actively part of our men's prayer on Tuesday mornings, our women's prayer on Thursdays, I want to encourage you, get linked into that on a consistent basis, right? Especially if you're getting stirred right now in this season. Man, I want to learn how to pray. I want to learn how to connect with God like that. Come on, Dr. Dr. Kevin's on the front row with us here this morning. One of, one of the amazing pillars of Awakened Church, straight up, uh, but especially in this North region, and really a leader for our men's eMERGE ministry, as well as men's prayer. And uh, he's, he's kicking with some of our Bressy men leaders here today because... Um, so this Tuesday is first Tuesday of the month. So if you guys haven't heard, we're doing uh, combined Bressy and San Marcos men's prayer every first Tuesday of the month. And then the rest of the Tuesdays of the month, we're starting to do uh, prayer here at Bressy campus and prayer at San Marcos at the same time every week. So it's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, it's not a competition, but let's try to have more men than San Marcos, okay? Scratch that from the recording. That would be great. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's let me read out of Ephesians chapter two. Today, I want to just share around a thought called "Take Your Place." Take your place. And Ephesians chapter two is a powerful verse. It says this: "And God raised us." Some would say us. He raised us up with Christ and seated us. Some would say us us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Now, this is a packed concept. It's a powerful verse where the Bible says that when we are in Christ, those who are in Christ are a new creation. 
The old is gone, the new is come. That's the picture of salvation, where you and me, we're, we're, we're dead in our sin, we're dead in our own way of doing things. And when we make the decision to say, Jesus, I'm following you. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. I, I put you as first place in my world, in my life. He comes in, he forgives us, he heals us, he sets us free. He brings us close to him again. And we go from being dead in ourselves to being alive in Christ, right? Alive in Christ. And the powerful thing about this position that we have in Christ is the Bible says that when Jesus, he died on the cross, he rose from the dead, and then he ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he is seated there ruling and reigning over the galaxies, right? He, he is in that ruling and reigning position. You know, kings rule from a seated position, right? They're not standing and yelling and getting frantic. They're seated and they are in authority and they are leading from that place. So you and me are not at the right hand of the Father, but because we are in Christ, we are in a spiritual authority position as if we are seated with him right there, right? So when you and me pray, we actually get to pray from this position, this place of authority that's different. So that's why maybe even when you first start coming to Awaken, when people start praying, it's almost uncomfortable because you're like, wow, they are really kind of intense up there, right? Or, or wow, they, they seem like they are talking as if they are just, they're saying statements. They're not asking or begging God for something. And so at Awaken, we don't do, Pastor Jurgen says, we don't do just prayers, God, would you just maybe? God, could you just help? Could you? We don't do just prayers. We don't do begging prayers. We don't do, oh God, I hope maybe if you're free and you know, I feel like I'm just some worm that I'm nervous. I don't need, you know. We we don't pray like that because we are seated with Christ, right? We have a position of authority that you and me have been given. So I want to encourage you, take your place. Take your place, right? Take that place of authority. Step into that. Do not live in a place where you are, you're assuming that you have no authority over the enemy. You can take your place. Step into what God has for you. I would like to, just to kind of think about your life. What, what are some areas of your world right now? What are some areas of your life right now that you're kind of allowing to sort of mess with you and actually you need to shift that up and you need to start to take your place of authority and begin to speak against the work of the enemy trying to mess with your life. You know, I remember um, when I first came to Awaken and, um, you know, I would travel a bit, you know, uh, preaching somewhere else, and and we were basing here and just kind of serving here, but I would travel and preach, and I felt like every time I would leave, my wife or my kids would get sick or some something dumb would happen, and I just thought like, oh, that's annoying. Sorry, babe, and uh, I told it to somebody, and they were like, yeah, well, you need to take authority over your home and cover your family when you leave, and I was like, all right, well, I obviously, I missed that training somewhere, you know what I mean, and and so I started doing it. Right? I started taking authority over my home. From a position of authority, I would say, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you cover this home. Thank you, Lord, the blood of Jesus surrounds my house and my cars and my girls and that no harm is going to come to them. Right? And I'll tell you what, it began to shift. It's, it's not that our life becomes free of problems, but sometimes there'll be an obsessive 
amount of something happening in your world. And sometimes you just got to realize, wait, this is not just normal life challenge. The enemy's doing something here. The enemy's robbing something. The enemy's stealing something. The enemy's destroying something. I, I got I to gotta kind of wake up to what's happening and go, okay, no more. And, and I'm not begging God to do something on my behalf. In the name of Jesus, I have the authority because of where I'm seated with Christ, because I'm in Christ, that I get to then begin to declare and command things to leave my life, to get off of my family, to remove itself. I remember... My wife was first starting in real estate, and it just felt like every deal kept falling through. It felt like every, um, you know, clients were constantly going with somebody else, or deals kept getting dropped, or things. It was just like this col- collection of annoying things. And finally, we were like, you know what? I'm going to stop letting. This was past year. And he said, don't let the devil steal from you. Stop letting the devil steal from you. Now, again, Life and business and strategy, right? It's a, it's a part of the journey of overcoming and winning and getting strategic and conquering and having battles that, you know, you, you feel like maybe there's some ups and downs on the business trajectory. That's normal. But when you start feeling like, man, everything is getting stopped. Everything keeps having issue. Every, you know, I keep getting every deal falling through, every deal falling through. I keep getting stolen from. Then you got to realize, hey, there's an enemy messing with you. And you can take your place, right? Take your authority and say, get off my family, right? So I began to pray over my, my wife's real estate deals as they were coming through and say, the enemy is not going to steal this deal. In the name of Jesus, this is going through. And it began to shift, right? It began to, it began to get traction and take ground. I'm telling you what, what's an area that the enemy keeps robbing in your life? Take your place. Take your place. Take your place. You don't have to get robbed from anymore. You don't have to get stolen from all the time. You don't have to let the enemy come into your house, right? You say, in the name of Jesus, get off my life, get off my home, get off my business, get off my kids. In Jesus' name, take your place. And again, just as a reiterate for men's and women's prayer, if this type of dialogue is uncomfortable, <laughs> you know what I mean? If it's, if it's, you're like already tense just hearing me talk like that because you're like, I don't know how to do that. You know what I mean? That's okay. I'm glad you're here in the right place. Just come, come to men's prayer, come to women's prayer, stay in this environment, right? Get in a place like this consistently where you're able to grow that side of you. You're able to strengthen that muscle of faith and courage to know the place that God has seated you so you can begin to walk in authority. Amen? All right, here's the, here's the second thing that re- kind of related to that. Take your place, but also I want to encourage you to take your seat. Take your seat. In Psalm chapter 23, I love these, this whole chapter and these verses uh, from David, who was, uh, who was a warrior, he was a worshiper, he was... You know, a little bit, a little bit of everything. He was also an adulterer. He was also, he was a lot of things. You know, he had some highs and lows, to say the least. Psalm 23, 1 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. And I love that part of this chapter. He's a refresher. He refreshes people. You're getting refreshed this morning. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake, even though I walk through the darkest valley. 
or most of us growing up hearing the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Man, what, a, what an amazing chapter. What a, what a strength uh, in that chapter. And it, it reminds me of, or this, the thing I want to kind of lean into is that he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I think that's an interesting passage, right? He doesn't say, hey, when you're done with this valley, there's a table with food out there right? Once you get through this storm, once you get through this difficulty, once you get through this trial, then I'm going to refresh you. I will feed you. I got a great meal for you. And while there is a reality that sometimes on mountaintops, when we're out of the valleys of life, when we're not in the storm, sometimes on those mountaintop experiences, man, it does feel like I can see better. I can hear God clearer. I can see what's next. I can see the next mountaintop, where God's taking me. And that's great. And it's important that we don't forget what God said on the mountain when we're in the valley, right? I love I, That's such a great truth and important because sometimes we start walking through valley moments and we lose sight of what God said on the mountain. So we got we to gotta hang on to that, right? I've also said, hey, don't, don't, don't quit in the valley, right? Just stay with it. Stay focused. But, but, but here's the other thing too that I want to encourage you is you don't just have to, you know, suck it up and drive on through all the valleys of life and God isn't engaging with you in the middle of those moments. Because David Louis says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So right now, in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your adventure, in the middle of your valley, in the middle of your battle, in the middle of your moment, God wants to feed you. God wants to supply for you. God wants to speak to you. And we're talking about prayer in the sense of, I need to be able to hear God. I need to hear Him. And I think sometimes, too, we feel like, man, the, the storm is so noisy. I just got to get out of the storm before I can hear God. And there are moments where you do absolutely, you go through a moment, and then you merge out of that, and then you, there, there's certain clarity that can come. But I just want to remind you, you don't have to wait till every storm dies down before you create that space to hear from God. Because God wants to speak to you right now in the valley. He's got a table. He wants you to get better at taking your seat at. And sometimes when we're, we're so busy and the last couple of years and just everything going on in our world right now, it can almost feel on edge like, you know how when you're really uh, stressed, you're not always, well, sometimes you're more hungry, like stress eating. But sometimes if you're stressed, you can just forget to eat because you're, you're so focused and you're so overwhelmed and you're so anxious, you can forget to eat. And sometimes we can live that way in our life. And God's saying, listen, I don't want you to live like that. I, I need you to take a seat at the table because I've got something to say to you. i got some fresh bread for you. I've got life for you. And we have to learn how to stop and breathe <laughs> in the middle of all of this and just, just take a seat. Take a seat at the table. He's got something for you. He's got some fresh bread for you. Remember even uh, the Apostle Paul, when there was a, a shipwreck ensuing, the storm had you know, come and they were about to be shipwrecked and no one's eating. And the, Paul says, hey, listen, eat some food. <laughs> you know what? You need, to, you need to get your strength back. 
And this battle is going to kill you. Like God's going to spare your life. He already told me that. But you're actually going to like kill yourself if you don't stop and eat something. You need to sleep and you need to eat. My wife showed me a meme that said, you know what? Never underestimate the power of a good nap and a snack. You know what I mean? And there's actually some biblical precedent to that, right? Elijah like took down the prophets. Then he wanted to die. And God said, go to sleep and eat some food. You know what I mean? He woke up and he was good, right? Paul said the same thing. Hey, eat, sleep. <laughs> Something powerful about that in the natural and in the supernatural. And, and I, I, I like to bring this up too because sometimes when we are building life and maybe new business or we're retooling and re-strategizing and revamping and we've had to get creative in this last season for some of us, and it can be easy to do this, and this can tend to be more of like the guy to, to uh, his wife especially. He's like, hey, babe, listen, it's just going to be real intense for like the next six months to a year, and we're just going to grind it out right now. And, you know, I know we're not going to have as much time together, and we're not going to, you know, go on vacation for a little while, and we just get, we got we to gotta get through this season, and then we'll chill. And I like the work ethic. You know what I'm saying? I like the concept of, of like a good, hardworking man. So that's good. I applaud that. But it's actually really a failed concept because, first of all, once you get through that like crazy six months, you're probably going to run into another crazy six months. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I, so far, I, you know, so far in my life, I've never yet got to that place where I could just put my life in cruise control and just like have no problems. You know what I mean? Where I could just have all the chill and all the relaxing and all the vacation. All like that part hasn't come yet. So if you guys have figured out how to not have to like work anymore, just feel free to let me know. But so far, what I understand is actually God designed us for the adventure. He designed us for the work. He designed us to increase. He designed us to take dominion, right? He designed all these things for us, but he also designed a Sabbath from the very beginning because it's absolutely essential. Do not think, just like when we're talking about tithing, do not think that you can produce on 100 what you can actually produce on 90 with God. Because God's blessing will be on that 90 in a way that it will not be on the 100, right? But also, do not think that you can work seven days a week and produce as much as you can six days a week and also resting. It's a natural thing and it's a supernatural thing. You have to tithe. You have to tie that, that rest. You have to take a seat at the table. We've got to get in that place. Rhythms and flows are so essential to our health. So yes, are we busy? Yes, we have a lot going on. But one of the things I have learned in this amazing atmosphere that we call Awaken is to play hard and work hard, okay? You can do both. Don't put off that two-day getaway, the one-day getaway, the one-night getaway until this six months is over. Do it right now. You need it. You need to have you need to have some fresh bread. You need to eat a little bit. You need to get refreshed a little bit for the journey ahead. Okay? It's it's a good thing. Resting is a good thing. Fun is a good thing. It's a part of how God designed us and how God created us. And also in a spiritual sense, if I'm not taking consistent time to pull up to the table, take a seat, allow God to fill me and feed me and refresh me, 
then I will try to do everything in my own strength. I'll try to fight the battles of my own ability. I'll try to weather the storm just in my own strength. I got to keep taking a seat at the table. This is why I'm such a big fan of a daily Bible reading plan right? This is why it's so key to me. I love this. It's the way I've been reading the Bible for literally at least a decade now plus, where every day I have two chapters of the Old Testament, uh, and then I have a Psalm or a Proverb, and then I read a chapter in the New Testament. I do that every single day, and it is just like, it's like a well-balanced meal. You know what I'm saying? It's good. Some meat, potatoes, veggies, and Psalms is like a little dessert. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, it's just a good meal. I like to think of Psalms like a pizookie. Come on, somebody. Hey, hey, I just got a witness on that. I think we might need to head to BJ's Brew House after this. Come on, somebody. Um, so when, when, I, when I engage God's word daily, I get refreshed. And I always like to just try to remind you guys, do not think if I'm calling somebody, man, you got to get in your word every day. You got to talk to God every day. You got to get that fresh intake every day as if somehow I'm heaping another rule or check mark that you got to do to perform, to be some better Christian. It's not that. I would say, if you know Jesus, you don't have to read your Bible one time to get into heaven. There's, there's no test at the pearly gates other than who's your savior. So one, one question answer is really simple, right? But if you want everything that God has for you, right? If you want the full life that he has for you, if you want the peace that he has for you, because at that table, man, man, are you, are you stressed? He's, he's got peace at the table. Man, you're overwhelmed. He's got that strength for you at the table. You're feeling confused. He's got clarity at the table. You're feeling lonely. He's got, he's got grace and, and love at the table. Well, what are you feeling? Are you feeling, are you feeling, uh, suicidal? Are you feeling anxiety? Are you, what are you feeling right now? What, what do you need? Man, God has got a meal in mind for you. He's got something, a spread that's got your name on it. He knows how to refresh your soul. He knows how to minister to your heart, to your situation, to your need. He knows how to speak to us even in the valley. He knows how to prepare a table. We just got to take a seat, right? So first we take our place of authority, but part of where that authority comes from is I stay getting a good intake from the presence of God at the table. I get reminded who I am. I get encouraged in who I am. I get strength for the journey. Cause you know what, we need strength for the journey. Cause you know, we're facing, we're facing battles right now. We're coming against headwinds right now. We're, we're taking stands and we're standing up and individually we're doing that collectively as a church, we're doing that. Well, how many know you can't keep fighting battles nonstop without getting refreshed. Even the greatest warrior has got to take a nap and eat a snack. <laughs> right? Come on, somebody. <laughs> so let's stand to our feet and let's, let's pray. Let's thank God for his goodness this morning. So I'm going to um, just lift up your hands. Let me just pray for just refreshing right now. And in a moment, too, we're going to have our ministry team come up here. Maybe you're right in the middle of a valley or you're facing something. You need some refreshing or you need breakthrough or you need God to speak to you in a scenario. I want to, we're going to open up the altar for you to be able to do that in just a moment. But I just pray for strength for every single one in this room right now in the name of Jesus. Just lift up your hands and receive that. I thank you, God, for you refresh our soul. That we learn to pause in the chaos. That we learn to sit at the table in the middle of a battle and get refreshed 
daily, God, that you would speak to us. Right now, if there's somebody in the room who's, God, they, they just feel like they don't even know if they've ever heard your voice. Holy Spirit, I ask that you'd speak to them today. You'd speak to them this week. Allow the word to come alive to them in a way that they've never experienced before. Let them hear your voice. Sense your close. Sense your presence, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Restore our soul today in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You know, uh, with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, I want to just ask this question. It's the most important question every human has to ask and answer. And that is, who is the Savior of your life? Are you trying to be the Savior of your life? Are you trying to do things in your own strength? Are you trying to make it all happen in yourself? Or have you decided you're going to put your faith in Jesus? You're going to begin to follow him and to surrender your life to him? You know, God, God created us and loved us, formed us. Our sin separated us from God. But that was never God's plan to be separated from his people. That's why he sent Jesus, the ultimate rescue mission, to bring us back to him. His death on the cross. If we receive that, if we choose to put our faith in Jesus, he forgives all of our sin. He brings us close to the Father again. We have that relationship, not only here on earth, but also for eternity in heaven. So I want to ask a question, the count of three, and I'm going to ask you to boldly lift up your hand. If you've never made a decision to follow Jesus and you say, today's my day, I've been doing it my own strength. Maybe you're here for the first time. You've been coming a hundred times. Maybe a friend tricked you into coming because they said you can have bazooki afterward. I don't know, you know, but, but you're here and you just know, man, this is for you. Your heart's racing even a little bit right now because you're just like, I know this is my moment to give my life to Jesus. I need him in my life. I need this for me right now for the first time maybe or maybe you've done that in the past but it's been a while you've been just you honestly feel like you've been running from God doing your own thing living your own life and you know it's time to draw a fresh line in the sand and say nope I'm done living for me I'm back I'm all in Jesus I'm serving you I'm following you I'm back I'm coming home I'm the prodigal coming home either one of those scenarios if that's you you say Samuel pray with me I need, I'm, this is my moment, this is my day. The count of three, I'm going to have you lift up your hand. I want to know who I'm praying with. A simple, but bold prayer we're going to pray of saying yes to following Jesus. If that's you, you, can, you know God's calling you, God's speaking to you already. You can feel it. And you're ready to say, Jesus, I'm going to serve you, I'm going to follow you. In the count of three, if that's you, I want you to lift up your hand. One, two, three. Just boldly lift up your hand around the room. Let me know who I'm praying with. You say, that's me. That's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to surrender to him. Lift it up nice and high so I can see you wave at me. I want to know who I'm praying with. Good. Awesome. Anybody else? You say, that's me. Good. Good. I see your hands in the back. So good. I know I had a bunch of you guys already raising your hand, so I, I want to make sure I know that who I'm praying with. So would you just lift up your hand nice and high if you say, this is me for salvation. This is your moment. Good. Anybody else? Great. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Your church family, man, we love you. We're going to cheer you on so so big right now in this moment. And I'm going to ask you to do something. Just in a second, I'm going to have you step right out of your, your seat, come right down to the front. I just want to pray with you. We've got a team that just wants to encourage you. Our whole church family wants to celebrate you as you make this decision to say, okay, Jesus, I'm all in. I'm following you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.